Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. At least four teams look for a change at the quarterback position headed by my New York Jets, and they have benched Zach Wilson. Now, after a brutal performance on the field and a 10-3 loss to the Patriots, followed up by an even worse press conference, it appears... My guy, Robert Sala, and the Jets are going to put some pressure on the former number overall pick in the NFL draft from 2021, opting for Mike White to start against the Chicago Bears this Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Now, not only is Wilson not starting, fellas, but he'll be a healthy scratch with the team announcing Joe Flacco will back up Mike White. Sala was adamant that this isn't it for Zach Wilson. This is what Robert Sala had to say about benching Zach Wilson. His decision-making's been fine. His practice habits, all that stuff have been fine. But there's some basic fundamental things that have gotten really out of whack for him. And this is just an opportunity for him to sit back, uh, focus on those things, find a way to get uh, uh, reconnect to all the different things that we, uh, we fell in love with during the draft process. And it's something that I feel like he's going to be able to do. Uh, Salah, has his decision-making been good? I love you, but I, I think that's been part of the issue. Once again, the Jets have presented themselves with another big decision at the quarterback position. Barely a year and a half removed from when they thought they had their franchise quarterback in Wilson when they took him number two overall. The Jets are in the middle of a playoff hunt, hoping to end an 11-year drought. Now, Wilson is coming off a career low, 77 yards, including, fellas, I talked about this on Monday, two yards of total offense in the second half and the loss to the New England Patriots, but it was his refusal to take any blame for the loss following the game that likely forced this issue. Now, throughout the day at the Jets facility, multiple players commented on an apology Zach Wilson gave this morning, including DJ Reed, who said he delivered a heartfelt message that was something which had to happen. This is Zach Wilson on his behavior and his performance on the field. I'm looking forward to just the future and, and, and from this event, how I can grow as a person, as a leader, as a teammate, um, and being there for my guys and just handling things the right way. And this is going to be a good opportunity, a humbling opportunity for me to put my head down and work harder. Now, that sounded like a lot different, Zach Wilson, than the one we heard Sunday after the game. Sounded a little bit more <laughs> humble there, right? It's amazing what happens when the team decides to bench you and, you know, know essentially make you pay for your actions because your performance on the field has not been good and then your accountability has been null and void you haven't had any right so that was the i think the zach that everybody was looking to hear on sunday and then the crazy thing fellas 
was that he waited till Wednesday to do this, right? He waited till after he was benched. Like, it's one thing to go to the head coach after you say, no, no, I don't think I let the defense down and say that's not what you meant as far as, you know, the media running with it. My thing is, why not get in front of the team either Sunday after you went to the head coach or Monday at the latest, you know, and say, you know what, fellas, this is not what I meant. The last thing I want to do is divide this locker room. I know I have to get better, right? I need to take some accountability. To me, him getting benched and doing this, it's like, oh, now you want to apologize? And again, he's still young. He's going to grow from this, hopefully. But my thing is, I think that was the last straw. Just knowing Robert Sala playing with him in 2017 with the San Francisco 49ers, he's big on accountability, right? And owning up to things that you've done. And I think to me, yes, Zach Wilson's performance was bad. It was awful. But I think the last straw was like, dude, you can't go out and say that in a press conference right after you threw for 77 yards in the NFL game in 2022 and had two total yards of offense the second half when the defense held the opponent to three points and they still lost the game. So I think the accountability aspect was the, the last straw for Robert Sala and, and then also having to go to Joe Douglas, the GM and then owner, you know, uh, the ownership and asking, can he, can he make this move? So let me ask you this, Adam Pacman Jones, would we even be having this discussion on Wilson if he addressed his teammates sooner and took responsibility for the loss and talked about how his performance was unacceptable? Um, I don't know. Um, obviously, the, the head coach sees something different because him and Sam Donner is not too much different from each other, <laughs> if you ask me. I don't, I don't understand. Through 20 games, they pretty much got the same numbers. <laughs> it's like it's not that big of a difference. Maybe quarterback rating are cool. I, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a Jets fan. I'm a, I'm gonna let you handle it, bro. You you tell me. What do you think? Like to me, yeah. like, and I understand, but he had, what weapons do we got right now besides the running game? Well, now he got Garrett Wilson, Denzel Mims. He got the two tight ends they signed this off season. Like you got to think before he came, Joe Flacco was averaging over 300 yards passing. Pat, you know what I'm saying? So like, the weapons are there. The only thing that changed was the quarterback position. Right. So it's like, and it's the little things, Pac. You know this in this game. Like, you got to do the little things right. We got so many young quarterbacks coming out thinking they're the next damn Patrick Mahomes. It's just like basketball to equate this to the NBA. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks they can shoot the three point shot because of Steph Curry. Now, every Joe Schmo thinks because Steph Curry isn't the typical size basketball player, they can go out and shoot from half court, shoot four feet behind the three point line. But people tend to forget the fundamentals is what gets you wins and losses. Right. The thing with Zach Wilson is his fundamentals have failed him, right? His mechanics have failed him. He doesn't do the, the simple and little things right as far as constant footwork, good footwork when delivering simple passes to the flat or just throwing the ball outside to a receiver on the screen. Balls either skip there or they sell over the receiver's head because he's trying to throw from different arm angles instead of just working his mechanics and fundamentals. So, yeah, so what do you think about me, this whole situation? Well, I just want to ask you a question. Well, I, it's for both of you guys. Just what's a, what's enough sample size before you make a decision on this guy going to be my franchise quarterback? Because mm. I'm thinking about if he makes the right comments after the game, they probably not making a quarterback change. Correct. If, they, if he makes the right comments. But you look at his numbers through 20 games, I mean, he shouldn't be a starting quarterback in the NFL. 
Yeah, they've been that, god awful. That, um, that's what I'm saying. So, what is it? Twenty games enough? Because he he did say he's not done with him. They he's going to get another opportunity. So yeah. is this twenty uh, games enough? Go ahead. Do you think Doug. this to get? I'm just saying, is this the guy for the Jets? But we don't. Hold know. on, hold on. We got we got to really talk about the team though, because the Jets was last year. It wasn't just him. True. Yeah. Like, let's not get on here and like say, oh, he, he played twenty games and his his record. I was just whatever his record is. Is uh, uh, hold on, I just had it up. What what is it? Uh, his record? It just said it right here. A lot uh, of losses. Eight and twelve. <laughs> Sam Donald seven and thirteen. He played he played twenty games <laughs> up on the a subpar ass team for the last year. Y'all just start playing good the first five games, and you were sitting on here talking like y'all been balling. The Jets have not been. Balling. This is the first year that the Jets have been, <laughs> even been in a conversation to talk about. Yeah, but it's not even about that either. But you got to yeah, get that thing. It is. It All is right. about so, that so when you what, don't have the tools around you okay, to be well, successful. Well, you say that. The quarterback that came in for him reversed your team last year, how much did he throw for? You talking about one game. What you mean? In the coach game, he cooked two. Joe Flacco came in and threw for 300 yards. Josh Johnson came in for Bruh. three quarters and threw for 300 yards. But first of all, you're talking losses. about a kid that's coming off an injury. Like, you're you acting like you don't know what's going on, bro. It, it, why didn't he play the first couple games? Because what? What happened? He was, he was injured, what? what? All right, then. Last year. That's a big difference when you're coming off injury and playing and then everybody having all the reps. you acting like he's supposed to be missing Mr. Mr. Invincible seven who weeks, only played man. two years of football, bro. Yeah, okay. He played but he's twenty not games in the NFL. Worse. So you you judge a, a quarterback on twenty games. Is that what you're telling me? No, but if a guy that's gets progressively worse, yes, you do. Okay. If he gets progressive, look at just, perfect example. Your guy, Man, Justin you Fields. Has Justin Fields not progressed in his short time in the NFL? Bro, you got to give Justin Fields one, two, three years. Same way you but, give but, all the other quarterbacks. I'll just answer this simple question: Drafted Has in the first not round, progressed. From last year to this year, that's is yes, simple yes or no, bro. That is not the question, bro. He How is that not games. the question, bro? He have started twenty games, bro. How many games? And in he's one... gotten progressively oh, no. worse each week. How many games in one season? It's seven, seventeen, I think. Yeah. Okay. 17. Last year, how many games did he start last year? I want to say he started fourteen last year. All right. Or did thirteen. Just... Thirteen. So you're telling me that you're judging him on the team that y'all had last year. That's like me judging. No, I'm judging him on the combination of last year and this year. So the Bro. seven games he's played this year, Peck, this man threw for so, seven, all right, so should I yards should I, in the NFL game. Should I judge Joe Burrows on his first year? He didn't, Joe Burrow played like five games his first it year. It don't matter. He ain't play good. He didn't play 20. Judge, Joe, judge him on 20 games. What's the judgment? Thank you. Bro. Nothing else to be said. Judge him on 20 games, man. Bro, I'm, what I'm saying is, y'all question. It just had a horrible team, bro. Y'all got, y'all did so much but in the offseason. Hold on. I'm just trying to So much say. in the offseason. Defensive-wise, mm -hmm. if y'all don't do all the things y'all do defensive-wise, we wouldn't even be talking mm -hmm. about the Jets. That's first and, and foremost. that's the offensive, issue. You're answering my question. Offensive-wise, yes, Joe Flacco played good, but Joe Flacco is not the answer. You know that. No, I, but that's what I'm no. saying, right? With the defense playing as well as it has, Zach has progressed worse, right? He hasn't taken a progressive step. 
we're losing games because of the quarterback position. Now, you answered my question, Pat. When the rest of your team is progressing, you said what? You haven't played that many games this year. How many games? He's played play? seven this it's year. Seven. He All played right. seven. Seven. That one. I'm and saying. it's looked worse each week. <laughs> Bro, week one, Joe played bad. Week two, Joe played bad. Week three, Joe played bad. Nah, Joe, then, Joe hold on here. Can, can you hear me? All right, week two, he played good. Then y'all was all on here talking about, oh, Joe got four, five picks. Uh, Joe this and that. I said, okay, but Joe going to pan out because Joe is Joe. I, and I can't compare him to Joe, and I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying, I cannot judge him on 20 games when he had a, 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 a deadbeat team last year. Yeah, but that's the thing. I get what you're saying, Pac, and I'm, not no, I'm nowhere near done with Zach, right? But I think this is the right move because you have a playoff team that's ready to go to the playoffs at every other position except for the quarterback position right now. Yeah, and they're not gonna make the playoffs though. Yeah, right. All right, we can bet man, that. Man, he talking. Torn, he talking it. with his heart, yeah, ain't he? Torn? Nah, I'm not talking yeah. with my heart. I mean, what you talk? We have a championship you, defense. Like you're gonna we, finish in last place in that in that conference, and you're all four teams might get in a division in the playoffs. Man, nah, y'all y'all not getting in. Y'all gonna lose. What Sunday. you mean? You're going you to lose to the bad Sunday. So that starts right there. Pat, you, how much you want to bet, Twan, we ain't losing to y'all? <laughs> you betting with your heart now. Zach Wilson, 5-2. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, and why is he 5-2? Five five two? Two. Because five of the defense. No, That's man, the field they ain't seen two. a defense like us yet. Okay. Yeah, and, and he be, ain't your boy beat up, too? Yeah, he may not yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> he may not well, play. Let, me, let me ask you this, Twan, and I heard your answer because you're a hater. At six and four, are the Jets capable of salvaging their season? I mean, salvaging is it, are you two games over five hundred. I don't know about that being a salvage thing, but they. Uh, I think the next four games are your Chicago Bears. You got the they Bills, got the, Vikings, and the, the Lions. They got a tough schedule, man. It's gonna be tough for them to get in the playoffs. <laughs> it ain't the, that tough. They got the Bills. They got the Vikings. The Lions. The Vikings might be frauds. <laughs> the Lions. The Lions ain't gonna be no cakewalk. We got, got them at the home, Dolph though. They got the Dolphins in, and they got the Seahawks. Man, nobody worry about Don't we got the Texans and Jaguars, yeah, too? Yeah, about the Jets. Come on, yeah, Tawan, we got the Texans and Jaguars to finish the season. Okay. Yeah, y'all y'all <laughs> lose to the Texans. You, we got to go because you talking crazy now, man. Trap gang. The, te the Texans don't mess around and made a quarterback change. They so bad. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University. 
you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. In his first game back, Ben Simmons played at the Wells Fargo Center since the Sixers' Game 7 playoff loss to the Hawks on June 20th, 2021. He nearly recorded a triple-double. I mean, he had 11 points, 11 assists, and 7 rebounds in the Nets' 115-106 loss to an injury-depleted Philadelphia squad. I mean, they didn't have Joel Embiid. They ain't have James Harden. They ain't even have Tyrese Maxey and Matthias uh, Table, but they still lost to the 76ers. As expected, when Simmons was introduced before the game, he got a rain of boos from the Philly fans, but every time he went to the free throw line, the Sixers fans had something to cheer about. What, you might ask? Well, in a new partnership with the Chick-fil-A, uh, with Chick-fil-A this season, Sixers fans get free chicken nuggets if an opposing player misses back-to-back free throws. Now, this season is all about Bricking for a chicken. Now, after hitting both of his first free throws, Simmons went back to the line, and by missing back-to-back free throws, everyone in the arena won five free Chick-fil-A nuggets. Now, looking back on his return to Philadelphia, all in all, Simmons was candid in saying he expected worse from the fans. This is what Simmons said about returning to play for Philly, playing in It was just nice to see, you know, have support. In Philadelphia, still, um, and and lifelong fans, you know, they do support me. So that was that was really cool to see. You know, that's a and that's a nice feeling. You know, I think I did some things in Philadelphia that can be respected and appreciated. You know, I don't think we all have bad times. So, um, you know, it was good to you know have moments like that. Now Simmons has actually played much better basketball as of late. Now in the last four games, he's averaging. 14.8 points, 8.3 rebounds, and 6.6 assists per game. Now, the return of Kyrie Irving after serving his eight-game suspension should have been good news for the Nets, but so far this year, they're now 3-7 and seven with him in the lineup and 5-3 and three without their star point guard. Antoine Walker, is free food enough to let Ben Simmons off the hook with the Sixers fans, or should they have just <laughs> let it go And uh, because he's been gone for two uh, years now? No, I mean that's 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 the fan base of Philly. Um, obviously, it looked like um, he asked to be out of there, and you guys know that when you play for organizations like that, Philadelphia Seventy Sixers and the Celtics, they got a lot of tradition, they got a lot of history. Fans are, um, are heavily involved. They're gonna be like that. So, wow. I, I thought it, I thought it was mild last night. I watched the game. I thought it was really mild. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as gonna, bad as I thought it was gonna be. It was. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Um, but just for Ben, for Ben's sake, I thought Ben played um, a little bit above average. I mean, the last four games is probably where his numbers should be at throughout the whole season. If you even right. look at his, if you look at his career numbers, that's kind of like his career numbers. Um, you know, fourteen, eight, and six. So I think he's getting back to himself. Um, but I'm happy for him because I think he needed that. I think he needed to see fans still want his autograph, still you know, still having some of the fans cheer for him. Um, like I said, I think it's more mental than physical. I th- I knew I knew the physical part was probably really something that he was he was hiding behind, and now that he's playing better, um, so I think it's I think it's more mental with him. But um, it's a step in the right direction. But they got to figure this out though. Um, mm. You can't you can't lose to the seventy sixes like you said with those three guys out. I mean, they had seventy seven points out the lineup yesterday, mm. and they and they still end up losing. So they're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah, and that was going to be my follow-up question, man. Because Jacques Vaughn, Jacques Vaughn, 
overcome his struggles as a head coach. I mean, he's 71 and 166 all time to get the most out of this lineup, a healthy KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. And this is the guy that KD wanted over Steve Nash. So what do you think Jacques Vaughn ultimately can get over that hump and get these guys playing together? I think he, he is because he's like he's been around them guys, you know, most of those guys since 2016. He's been in the organization. So I think his voice is heard. Um, but games like last night, that's when KD and Kyrie you know supposed to take those type of games over. Yeah. You know, obviously you want you want to make sure Ben try to help Ben have a good game, but those are the games you gotta have as you try to crawl back and climb back into this thing. Um, see, I always think about this sometimes. I think about certain teams. What is your what's your end goal? Is the goal mm. for the Brooklyn Nets to just make the playoffs? Then, okay, you can take that loss. But you're trying to build something and win a championship, which I'm assuming that you're trying to do with a KD and Kyrie Irving on the same team. you got to be thinking championship. But uh, there's a, there are ways away. Um, last night was probably a step in the wrong direction. Because you got to think just the other night, four, eight, four nights ago, they gave up 153 points. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to see where you're at. You got to start figuring out what you're going to do with this season. And, you know, does that record with Kyrie Irving being not there speak volumes? Do you get him back into the trade blocks? I mean, it's a lot of things to start coming out and start thinking about now. Yeah, and I'm going to bring you in on this next topic, uh, Pac, but I want to ask just one more question to Twan. Like, how much time do you think it will take to get, uh, you know, the Brooklyn Nets big three to jail again? Because, you know, Kyrie missed eight games, right? And it was towards the earlier in the season. And, you know, now we you talked about it, right? It's been essentially almost two years since Ben kind of played. He seems like he's starting to get his rhythm back. How long do you think it will take for these three guys to really gel and mesh together, Tuan? Oh, man, this is a tough one because um, you would think that, you know, they'd be ready to take off. But it, it you don't have the games are going to come faster than practice. Mm. So that's one thing. But what I do like, is uh, if they can continue with no off-the-court distractions. I like the fact that I saw the starting lineup that looked like it can really work. It looks like they're, they're figuring out, hey, we got to incorporate Ben into this this lineup and get him more active and have him in the ball in his hand. So I think they're starting to make some of the right steps. Uh, but when I look at the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, some of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, I just feel like they, they're, they're way behind from yeah. where they need to be if they want to compete and get make a deep run in the playoffs. Mm. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doolsville, with my guys, Adam Pacman Jones and Antoine Walker. And Patrick Beverly was ejected for shoving DeAndre Ayton, and he fired back at Devin Booker. Now, the Suns fought off a fourth-quarter comeback from the Lakers on the way to a 115-105 victory on Tuesday night and also had to fight off Patrick Beverly, who took an unexpected hard foul uh, from Devin Booker. Now, the loss snapped a three-game winning streak for the Lakers, their best stretch of the year, despite missing LeBron James due to a groin injury. It is It has to be mentioned, though, the Lakers beat the Nets, Pistons, and Spurs, who all have losing records this season. Now, the Phoenix Suns leading 106-96 with 355 left in the game. Devin Booker was called for a foul on Austin Reeves that was later upgraded to a flagrant one. Now, Booker hit Reeves in the face on the block attempt. Reeves was on the ground with Booker and Aiton both standing over him. Then Beverly ran over, pushed Aiton in the back, who fell over Reeves and out of bounds. Aiton tried to get up and go after Beverly. You know, it was broken up and everything. Beverly was ejected after officials reviewed the play. Now, right after the game, Devin Booker was asked by Chris Haynes on TNT about the incident and what message he had for Patrick Beverly. This is what Booker had to say to Patrick Beverly. Pat needs to stop pushing people in the back, man. Push them in the chest. That's all I got to say. 
Mm, push them in the chest pack. <laughs> now, Suns head coach Monty Williams statement postgame says it's just happening too many times. I think the league needs to take a look at those kind of plays. It's just unnecessary. But Pat Bev said it's time to tell my side of the story. This is what Pat Bev had to say about it. It's unfortunate that it happened on national TV. But, uh, you know, me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a, I'm a big fan of protecting my teammates. And uh, I'm a big fan of a, I'm a, I'm a foxhole guy. And, uh, you know, I put on a jersey and I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, it's, you know, it's kind of my motto. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a foxhole guy. So very unfortunate situation, though. Yeah, I'm all about being a foxhole guy. But we know that Pat Bev's have a reputation of pushing dudes in the back, right? Let's not forget versus Chris Paul and the Suns. Was it last year or the year before? He pushed Chris Paul in the back after he passed him. Dudes, hold on. Now, Pat Bell's from Chicago now. He get out. He ain't yeah. running from nothing now. Hold yeah, on. But he pushed but dudes me, in the back, though. But let me tell you what's going on. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> now, if you take it the way you want to take it, I think he's a hard-nosed player. Um, Like he said, he commit to – I don't think he, he – he, he's not doing stuff to, like, be a bully. It's just like that's his type of mentality when he plays. He's a, a Dennis Rodman type of player in a different character, I'd say. Mm. You look <laughs> unimpressed, Twan. Nah, I mean, this uh, is a hard one for me because, I mean, past my boy, um, like Pac said, he's from Chicago. Go ahead and say, if it was a sucker move, Twan say it was a sucker move. Uh, uh, no, I, this is <laughs> what I think. I think Pat summed it up the best way he can. He, he is that type of guy. When he commits to a team. He feel like, okay, we teammates. We gonna, I'm down for you. I'm riding for you. So that's his, that's his mentality. But he has to stop that, though. You can't keep pushing people in their back and catching them off guard like that because they, they can get hurt. Chris Paul, yeah. I think Chris Paul got hurt. Yeah, I was saying Aiden could have fell on Reeves and hurt him. Yeah, so I think he got he got to stop that. If you're gonna protect your teammates and Pat, you know, y'all know this. You can get he, he can go get in his face. He could have easily got in his face. He don't want no smoke. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna say he don't want no smoke. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't gonna say I want no smoke. All right, Twan. No, no, nah, come nah, on now. Nah, that's my man. That's my man. But unfortunately, this gonna cost him. This gonna cost him. You think they gonna um, suspend him? Oh, he gonna get anywhere between two to four games. Easy. Oh, wow. Well, because that was Easy. gonna be my follow up question. Because Monty Williams, Easy. you know, was adamant saying, you know, this is a league wide issue, but I don't think this well, is a league wide issue. I think this is a Pat Bev issue. Well, you gotta remember when they got eliminated that last game and, um, in Phoenix, Pat Bev got suspended for game for the game coming into the next season. Correct. So they they still suspended him um, for the following season. So, so he, he's a repeat get, offender now. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll definitely get. He looking at two two to four somewhere mm, unpaid, there, uh, unpaid. Yeah, two to four. Oof, strong. It's, it's gonna be. So you know what I mean. But I don't, I like it. You know what I'm saying. I know it's, it's, it's different ways you try to show you all in with your teammates. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Is Austin Reeves going to get up and push somebody for me? I don't know. <laughs> you know it's certain guys, like, I mean, I don't know. Certain so guys, it depends I'm, on the players, what you're saying, Twan. Yeah, if he ain't going to ride out for you, uh, he yeah. ain't going to get that treatment, huh? And I'm going to lose this money, too? <laughs> yeah, so he is, listen, two to four games, they're going to they're gonna make an example out of him. Mm. So if, if you look at the play, right, Anthony Davis was right mm. there. And he ain't do nothing. So do you think Anthony <laughs> Davis should have maybe spoke up and did something before Pat Bev did? Yeah, if you do, you're the leader of the team, I think it I speaks more volume coming from him, uh, mm. from Anthony Davis. I think you know guys love to see that that their um their captain, their leader, um, 
to step up for you. I think they would love. They would have loved that. That would have. That would have been. That would. You know, obviously LeBron wasn't playing. But he from, players, he from the side too, ain't he? Yeah, Anthony Davis. Yeah, but he, we don't really claim him. He. he oh from here, well, damn. You heard I that mean, fact? They don't claim him. Fact. Not like that. I mean, he don't come to the. He don't come he back the, to Chicago. Oh, he, he don't. don't. Do nothing here. Nah, Pat in the streets, man. Pat, Pat, different. We Pat in the streets. Pat, Pat mess with Chicago, so it's different for Pat. So mm. we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of love for him here. But Anthony Davis, I mean, he cool, but he ain't. He ain't like. He from, he from about, the north side. He from the east yeah, side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like north side. When yeah. you talk about Anthony Davis, you don't, when you talk about Chicago ball players, it take a while for you to say Anthony Davis. Dang, like that. That man was number yeah. one overall pick for y'all, man. Man, he don't do nothing. He don't do nothing for the city, man. He don't say he don't show no love to the city, man. Nah, he out, he out there in La La Land. I think he mm. lived in L.A. permanent. He, he he was living in L.A. before he even was a Laker. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he never he not he not a Chicago guy, man. Like that, he ain't doing nothing in the city. That's tough. <laughs> Speak about this uh, Laker team, man. What what yeah. what do you think you know is going on with them? I mean, we know LeBron is hurt right now, right? He got the groin injury. But, uh, you know, they had been playing some better ball, you know, even though he's been out. So when he comes back in, I guess the expectation would be for them to continue to play pretty good ball. I mean, they fought a hard-fought game versus the Suns. Ultimately, I think the talent was just too much, a separation down the stretch for them. Um, but what's your expectation with Derwin Ham and, and this this Lakers team going forward when LeBron finally comes back healthy? Um, I think they can hover around 500. I, I don't. I don't see them being much more than that. They five eleven now. Um, mm. Anthony Davis. I think that's. I think they should be excited what they've saw in the last, you know, five games. The way he's played has been at that. What we thought he should be all along at that top five level in that Embiid and that Joker conversation. So yeah. now he's starting to get back in that conversation. That looks really good. It looks like Russ has embraced his role at coming off the bench. I like the fact they got Dennis Schroeder back. He even though he didn't play well last night, I think he'll be a healthy addition because he can make shots. Uh, even though I love Pat, but he's going to give you a lot more on the offensive end than what Pat Bailey's going to give you. Um, so I, I think that they're headed in the right direction. Obviously, they need LeBron to come back and play at the level that he's obviously played at over the last year. But I, I can see them being a 500 team. Um, I still think they'll I, not being able to shoot the three hurts you, man, in the league. It's just too many yeah. good teams in the league that can shoot the three, and the Lakers are not are just not a great three point shooting team. And I think it's really hard to be a, to win at a high level not having great three point shooters in the, in the league now. It's, I just think the game has changed; it's totally different. Um, you know, you look at the teams that the good teams have great three point shooting, right? And and you know, Lakers just don't have it. So I got I like the Lakers to be a five hundred team, probably putting themselves in a play in situation. Mm. Um, you think five hundred gets you a play in, possibly? Probably, because there's a lot of parity in the league. If you look at the that records right true. now, it's a lot of parity in the league. Nobody's running running away. I mean, yeah. Boston has the best record at thirteen well, and four. If I'm not mistaken, I think they said winning. there's only like four game difference between I think the two and eight spot or something like that, or, or yeah, two and so ten spot in the West. Yeah. But I knew this though. I, I I told I told you guys early on. I thought this was going to be the most competitive. NBA season yet because it was so much parity. I didn't see nobody having a really a dominant team. Yeah. Like that. You know, so I thought I knew it was going to be that, that way. But the Lakers, are, they're probably going to be in the playing situation. They have an opportunity to get in, get in the playoffs that way. If LeBron comes back healthy. Yeah. Uh, but in, in, in ADs, but the, the Lakers should be super excited to see AD back playing at this level because this is what they were banking on, him being able to play at this level. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, before we get to break, just explain how this Utah team is doing what they're doing, Twan. <laughs> um, free spirited. My guy Vlad, 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 Vlad Klitschko. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's actually, you having a couple guys having career years. Yeah. And Mark, Mark is having an unbelievable year. He's playing Jordan, out of his mind. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan um, Clarkson has been great this year yeah. um, as well. Um, and they just, they can do what we talked about. They can shoot the three from all five spots. Kelly Olenek, they playing really gay. Michael Conley, they got a little bit of veterans with young guys and they playing with a fun spirit and they can shoot. Yeah, They, they, they all, I, they can shoot the three. I think, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I think they have like, what, five, six guys averaging double figures. I mean, I think Colin Sexton is averaging double off the bench, right? Double digits yeah. off the bench. So, I mean. They, it depends. The, the one thing that's going to be tricky about Utah because obviously we know Danny Ainge is taking over and they probably didn't have a lot of expectations for this season. None. <laughs> right. So they got those pieces on their team that are very tradable. Players that yeah. can play, they can be impactful, join another team. Is Danny going to sell out to get even more picks? I mean, is he going to around? I mean, it depends. Is he They're so young. Him? Like, let them little young boys rock out. So, Twan, that's this. I mean, now this conversation going somewhere else, and that's what I love about this show. Right. Like, when is the last time there's been a team of five or six guys averaging double digits, but no real superstars, and they made a run, like a true run? Like, when's the last time that's happened? It's, 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 it's probably never happened. It's been a long time um, where you see that. That's why I say you got the picks already. Just let it rock out and see where it goes. But that's what I'm saying. You don't know what the what his Danny Ainge may change the script. You know, everybody loves yeah, this. He known to mess something listen, up. Listen, everybody <laughs> everybody loves this Victor kid in the draft. Yeah. Um. Everybody thinks he's going to be the next, you know, LeBron James. I mean, it's tough right now to 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 say that he won't he won't bomb out to see if he can get this. Danny's but that doesn't guarantee. That's the thing about the NBA. You tanking don't guarantee you the number one pick in the NBA. That's what's so tough about it. The tough thing about the Utah job and it's tough, you're not going to get anybody in free agency. Yeah. No, nobody's going to play in Utah. So it's going to be really tough to get somebody in free agency. Everything has to be done through the draft. Draft or um, trades. I mean, all you got to do is look at, yeah, or you got to make a monster trade. Yeah. So it's that they're not going to be able to do that. But I, I, I don't, I think if Danny had his choice, he probably wish the team wasn't doing as good. But oh, of I, course but, not. <laughs> but I, but I think I'm with you, Donnie. I think I think you you reward these guys for the let work them rock out, man. Yeah, let, let them rock out. Let them play this thing out. Let them make the playoffs because I don't want. I hope Danny doesn't get in a situation where he's like, well, we're gonna be an AC. We probably can't be the number one seed. So. You know, you give up two of your pieces. Exactly. You know, yeah. you know, I hope he I hope he don't put them in that type of situation. I am Athlete Tonight is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.